Welcome to the Daily Homily from Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Trenton, Missouri. His daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Network. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It is God who acquits us, who will condemn. It is Christ Jesus who died, rather was raised, who also is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being slain all the day. We are looked upon as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor present things nor future things nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Had not the Lord been with us when men rose up against us? Then would they have swallowed us alive when their fury was inflamed against us. Then would the waters have overwhelmed us. The torrent would have swept over us. Over us then would have swept the raging waters. Broken was the snare and we were freed. Our help was in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, See that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will deceive many. You will hear of wars and reports of wars. See that you are not alarmed. For these things must happen, but it will not yet be the end. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes from place to place. All these are the beginning of the labor pains. Then they will hand you over to persecution and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. And then many will be led into sin. They will betray and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and deceive many. And because of the increase of evil doing, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who perseveres to the end will be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. A fire started in Rome in the early morning of July 19th, 64 AD. Breaking out in a small shop by the Circus Maximus, the site of chariot races and large entertainment venues, the fire spread fast and raged for nine days, destroying two-thirds of Rome. A million people lived in Rome at the time. Most of them were slaves, packed into tight wooden apartment blocks on narrow streets and alleys. The Roman emperor Nero was at his seaside resort in Anzio at the time the fire started, but 
He delayed coming back to the city. It seemed he really didn't care. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. This caused resentment and even suspicion that he had the fire started himself so he could rebuild Rome according to his own plans. Nero stopped the rumors by blaming the Christians who were causing trouble anyway. The early Christian writer Tertullian wrote, Nero was the first to rage with Caesar's sword against this sect. The Roman historian Tacitus wrote, Nero created scapegoats. He punished with every kind of cruelty the notoriously depraved group known as the Christians. There were perhaps 50,000 Christians in Rome at the time, most of them Jewish merchants and slaves with strong ties to Jerusalem. They were in Rome before Peter and Paul got there. By the time of the fire, they were separated from the larger Jewish community. Tacitus wrote, First, Nero had some of the members of this sect arrested. Then, on their information, large numbers were condemned, not so much for arson, but for their hatred of the human race. Their deaths were made a farce. These martyrs did not die in the usual spot for executions. Instead, Nero had them killed publicly in his gardens and in the circus. Tacitus, who died in 117, wrote, Mockery of every sort accompanied their deaths. Covered with the skins of beasts, they were torn by dogs and perished, or were nailed to crosses, or were doomed to the flames and burnt to serve as a nightly illumination when daylight had expired. Why did Tacitus write Christians hated the human race? Did they really hate the human race, or, or did they hate the world, as Christ instructed? There was some confusion there. To hate the world meant to understand that this present world isn't the real one, but only temporary. Why did Tacitus call Christians depraved? Because the rumor was going around that they practiced cannibalism. They told people, we eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And people would assume they, they meant symbolically, but they would answer, no, really, that's what we do. Isn't it interesting? Catholics today are hated. They're made scapegoats. It's not so much that people hate Catholicism, that they have a misunderstanding of Catholicism, just like in ancient times. Catholics that keep the faith are then cause for trouble in a pagan world, just like those ancient Christians were in Rome. Should this surprise us? Christ said it would happen this way. So let us not be afraid to make trouble for a pagan world. Nero killed all those Christians and their number multiplied. That's how it works, says Tertullian. The blood of the martyrs is the seabed of Christianity. <laughs>